All right, it's November 3rd, which means it's time for the Daily Spinner Rack. I'm Dan, regular host of the Comic Book Pit podcast, here to talk about the day's random comic book. Today's pick from my collection is Steel, the Indestructible Man number two from DC Comics, published April 1978 with a $0.35 cent cover price. The creative team on this issue is writer Jerry Conway, penciler and cover artist Don Heck, inker Vince Coletta, colorist Adrian Roy, letterer Ben Oda, and this book is edited by Al Milgram. The title of this issue is The Monster Who Mind Miracles. You gotta love comic book alliteration. Okay. So, even though this book was published in 1978, the story takes place in 1939, and this issue picks up right after Steel Number 1, the origin issue, which found former biology student and newly enlisted Marine Hank Haywood injured when German saboteurs attacked his base. His mentor and former professor, Dr. Gilbert Giles, or Giles, I guess if you're a Buffy fan, performed extensive reconstructive surgery on Hank, um, enhancing his damaged body with mechanized devices that gave him superhuman strength, speed, and durability, and a whole host of other abilities. Despite his new abilities, he actually returned to the service in a desk position instead of going to combat. Eventually, Hank adopted the identity of Steel and in order to weed out uh, spy rings and criminals, things like that. Early on in this issue, we see Hank reconciling with his girlfriend, Gloria Giles, or Giles, <laughs> who is also the daughter of Dr. Giles, or Giles. Gloria is adamant that they not talk about the war that's going on in Europe while Hank maintains that he specifically joined the Marines to fight should the United States become involved in the war. Um, There's a lot of pro and anti-war feelings in this issue, and this this is just the beginning of them. Later in Washington, D.C., we find renowned geologist-slash-physicist Dr. Moag, Moag, or Dr. Moag, who is hosting Prussian industrialist Baron Toten, who is accompanied by his enormous manservant-slash-bodyguard Bruno. Dr. Moag presents his transmutation machine, which does science, I guess? Apparently, it's supposed to alter minerals from one form to another. When Baron Toten asks how it works, Dr. Moag says the most comic book thing ever. Quote, I honestly don't know. This actually made me laugh because it was like the writers didn't even know what it was supposed to do, how it was supposed to work. They didn't even want to come up with the fake science as you know, as you do in other comic books or in science fiction, you know, Star Trek, etc., It was just easier for Dr. Moag to say, I made an error, and now it gives off a strange omega force, whatever that means. Because I guess you 
you just screw something up and it's like, ooh, here, you know, I got some Omega Force now. So with the Omega Force in the transmutation machine, now mineral-based objects, when placed in the machine, are susceptible to commands and can become animated, as Dr. Moag demonstrates for his guests. The Baron and Bruno, they see this and they're like, oh yeah, we are going to weaponize the hell out of this thing. So Bruno attempts to eliminate Dr. Moag, but accidentally tosses him in the transmutation machine, which was never tested on living creatures. Now exposed to the Omega field, Dr. Moag starts to change into something completely unrecognizable. And now he can manipulate the Omega force, changing minerals, um, you know, rock or steel, jewels, etc., into um, shapes, into monsters or creatures that he can control. Baron Toten and Bruno barely escape with their lives. And I'm pretty sure that's the last we see of them, at least in this issue. Uh, coincidentally, the next day, Hank Haywood as Steel is near Washington, D.C., um, weirdly performing feats of agility in midair, basically auditioning for some uh, army brass, um, a congressman, politicians, the media, etc., in order to demonstrate what he can do, you know, his intent is to be a secret weapon should the country go to war. The audience, uh, one congressman in particular, is definitely not impressed and basically calls him a fake or a charlatan, a con man, etc. Suddenly, a nearby explosion reveals the newly transformed Dr. Moag in his mineral form. Dr. Moag is... Uh, very anti-war and he he made several comments earlier to the Baron prior to his uh, his transformation he he's very against the US getting involved in the war in Europe and he sees steel as a living embodiment of war so he goes after him you know steel doesn't know what's going on but he doesn't back down from a fight the two exchange some blows Steel eventually loses the mineral the mineral master is what he's going by now as he escapes on a chunk of rock that he controls with the Omega Force. Uh, the next day, mineral master is in New York and he hijacks a Manhattan radio station and forces the staff to broadcast his message of anti-war. Hank happens to be on his military base in Long Island and he's listening to the radio and he hears Mineral Master. So he suits up his steel, uh, literally runs from Long Island to Manhattan. He says it takes him about 10 minutes. Uh, fights his way into the radio station building and tackles Mineral Master out of a 40-story uh, window. Uh, Mineral Master... Um, Boy, that name gets old fast. <laughs> mineral Master is able to animate the minerals in the side of the building to catch himself. Meanwhile, Steel uh, drags his enhanced fingertips down the side of the building like a claw and is able to hang on to the side, uh, you know, and it doesn't fall the 40 stories because he didn't really think of that when he tackled Mineral Master out of the window. 
Um, eventually, they fight each other down the building and down to the street. Steel realizes that Mineral Master actually draws strength just from being in contact with the ground, just from standing on the street. Um, he draws strength from the earth itself. So as they continue to fight, uh, Steel is able to land several blows, several heavy blows, stunning Mineral Master long enough to lift him over his head, um, essentially cutting off his connection to the earth. So he, he literally holds him over his head for 12 hours until the authorities are satisfied that Mineral Master is is weak enough to take into custody. A um, grateful police officer um, weirdly offers to get steal some coffee or dinner. Uh, was the cop hitting on him? Who knows? <laughs> Uh, the cop does go on to say how impressed he was with Steel and that he envies him and his power, suggesting that he could basically have anything his, he wanted. And in true comic book fashion, you know, Hank solemnly thinks to himself and walks off into the sunset, thinking about his relationship with Gloria and if the day will come where he'll, where he'll have to make a choice between her and being Steel. So that is the end of the story, but there is a letter the next on the next page from assistant editor Carrie Burkett describing how writer Jerry Conway came up with the character of Steel, and it's it's pretty interesting. It's about a three or four paragraph read. It's uh, not too long, and like I said, it's uh, it's interesting to get a peek behind the curtain, you know, to see how uh, how things uh, come to be. Uh, overall, this was a fun single-issue story, if not a little by the numbers. You know, unfortunately, still never really had a chance to develop as a series, as it was canceled after five issues. The character of Steel, I mean, he, he went on to, you know, to be featured in other books, but the character became something of a legacy with... Hank's grandsons eventually taking up the mantle in later years. Uh, the second steal was Hank Haywood III, who was on the ill-fated Justice League Detroit team in the 80s. And then the third steal was Nathan Haywood, who was a member of the JSA. And I believe that was in the somewhere in the early 2000s. I believe I was actually reading JSA at the time when when the uh, third Steel was on the team. So that's all for Steel number two and for this episode of Daily Spinner Rack. Make sure to come back every day for a new discussion of a random back issue from my collection. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.